Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. All right, as we said, we're starting a brand new series, and I hope you're excited for this. Amen? Are you excited? It's called Mastermind, right? And this is what we're doing. Mastermind, change your thinking and you change your life. Amen? All right, there might be a few of you, but you can give God praise. Amen? Over the next few weeks, we're really going to discover what it means to look at the mind of Christ and what it is to have the mind of Christ. And one of the great examples in the scripture is the great apostle Paul. Anyone know Apostle Paul? I love this guy. He's one of my favorite characters apart from Jesus, you know. Love the teaching, love the ministry, love what Paul does. But you have to look into Paul's life. When you look into Paul's life, you understand that this guy didn't always have it all together. He went through some battles too. He went through some war of his mind, you know. And so what we want to deal with this first lesson is called mind war. What we're dealing with, the battle of our mind. And so that's what we want to look at this morning. And here's the good news. The good news is this, that we don't always have to have it all together. Because Paul didn't have it all together as he walked through his journey, his faith journey in life. And yes, towards the end of his life, you know, he went through some changes. But this guy battled over and over. You you read many of the things that Paul, Paul says, and you can see that he battled and he battled and he battled. He fought and he won and he took ground. And over time... He was able to master his thoughts. And even when the odds were stacked against the Apostle Paul, when you find him at the end of his life in Rome, when he's writing the letters from Rome, he writes such otherworldly things, such marvelous statements of faith that we can build a solid rock of foundation on. Statements that seem out of this world because they just don't make sense to what was happening around him. But Paul learned to master his thoughts. Amen? And as believers, as Christ followers, as Jesus followers, I believe that a lot of the things that happen in our life deal with our mind. And if we can win the battle of our mind, we can actually transform our life. Amen? I believe that. And we're going to talk about this morning. I want you to pause for a second because this doesn't take a lot of imagination. And to just think about what's happening in the world right now. Is there much social anxiety? Is there much panic going on? People are losing their minds, literally, because of something that is a pandemic. Yes, we are to be wise. Yes, we are to follow precautions. Yes, we are to follow the advice of the government. We need to follow through with these things. But we don't have to panic and react in a similar fashion. Because we believe in a God who is able to transform every situation. Who is able to overcome every obstacle. And I believe that if we have a little bit of hope, that's why I believe we're here, because we believe in hope. If we don't believe in hope, we'll be running around, pulling our hair out, screaming and running down the road because the world is an ending. But we have a hope. And our hope doesn't exist just now, but it's an eternal hope. Amen? It's a hope that transcends this reality. I don't know if you have ever had to look after kids. I don't know if you've had that. You know, you have two or three kids in your house. Maybe you're a mother, you're a grandmother, 
you're a childcare worker or even a dad and you've had kids come over to your house and you're responsible for them and somehow their parents, you know, they drop them off and they stick them full of sugar, right? And what happens is they go crazy. They're running everywhere. They're jumping off the walls. They're screaming. They're yelling. You're trying to discipline one kid while other kids misbehaving. Then you run over here to try and discipline this kid. That kid's writing on your wall. Then you run over here to try and get that kid. The other one's pulling things out of your drawer. It's crazy stuff. And you're thinking, this stuff is not going to be easy. right? And all you want is to sit there and have a nice cup of tea, relax. But it's just not possible because these kids are running amok in your house. And sometimes it's like that. That's how your mind is. Your thoughts are running crazy up here. And you just want to sit down and calm down. You're like, mind, please calm down. But your thoughts just want to run away. And they're just jumping off the walls and you're like, this is impossible. That's what it feels like when you have all of the thoughts in your mind running in different places, doing different things. It's like they're hopped up on sugar. You ever had that? Right? It feels that way. But let's look at scripture this morning because here's what we want to do. We want to ground ourselves in the word of God. Because I think all of us at some point in our life has experienced the thoughts that take us away that take us into different areas. And Paul, as I said, was one guy who learned how to master his thoughts. And we can learn from the great apostle. So let's look at what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to put that up on the screen. And I want you to pay close attention because Paul's words of wisdom are going to help us this morning. Amen? And he says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war. Someone say wage war. wage war. We do not wage war as the world does. Right? We don't fight. We don't battle like the world does. The weapons that we fight with, for those of you that are followers of Christ, you have access to supernatural weapons from the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that amazing? The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, we have divine power. Someone say divine power. There's a Greek word that's translated here as the word dudamis. And it means dynamite. You know, it comes from the word dynamite. It's explosive power. Power to transform things. Weapons that come from the heaven. Divine power to do what? To demolish strongholds. Look at that. It says to do what? To demolish strongholds. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is not a word that you use in everyday life, right? It's not something you use in in present day vernacular. It's not a word that you're presently familiar with, but it comes from this Greek word called ochroma. And what it means is that it means it's a fortified fortress or something that's held with strong authority and power. One commentary says, it's when you're in a stronghold, it's what, that you're a prisoner held under strong authority. Right? That's what a stronghold is. You're in a fortified prison, you're a prisoner locked in by deception, you believe the lies that put you in prison. And so what does the enemy do? What does the enemy do? Our enemy tries to shape our thinking one lie at a time. And when you believe the lie, you put yourself into a prison and you're held under the strong delusion. Because a lie is not the truth. And so you're captured, you're held under strong authority by a lie. 
believing something that's absolutely not true. What does the enemy tell us? He says, you can't trust people. That person's talking behind your back. That person's saying things about you. God doesn't love you. God doesn't show up in your life. You've been struggling with things. God doesn't hear your prayer. You're never going to get over this. This situation is going to pull you down. It's your end of your life. It's a disaster. You're never going to be better. You're always going to be a loser. You're always going to be a person that doesn't have anything in life. You're always going to be hurting from that problem. You'll never have any real intimacy. You'll never have any real friends. Whatever it is that the enemy lies to you, those lies trap you in a prison of your mind. You're held there. You can't move out of it because the lies are the bars that hold you there and prevent you from living what God has called you to live. Amen? You with me this morning? But this is what Paul says. He says, we demolish. Everyone say demolish. We crush. Everyone say crush. We vanquish. Everyone say vanquish. We destroy, demolish arguments and every pretension that sets us up up against the knowledge of God. Anything that is not from God, we can do what? We can crush it. We can demolish it. We can destroy it. We don't have to receive it because it's not from God. We can obliterate it with divine power that comes from God. We crush everything that is not in a line with what God says. I want you to understand that. We can crush everything that's not in alignment with what God says. So we can take every thought captive and bring it into the obedience of Christ. Do you see that? We make everything become obedient to Christ. So when you have those kids running around crazy in your mind, you can bring them under captivity, put them there, make them behave. And you could do that with your thought life. Did you know that? You say, I don't know if I believe that. Well, the Word of God tells us that's true. And whether we believe it or not is irrelevant because the Word of God is always true. So it's up to us whether we choose to believe it and receive it. But God has given us divine power to bring every thought that is against God into captivity. And you have that power. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to learn How we're going to recognize where thoughts come from. Whether it's from God or whether it's from the enemy. Whether it's a thought that's speaking to self or it's something that's been implanted. And how we can bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. And that's going to give us victory in our life. Why does this matter? Why is our thought life so important? Here's the why. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts you think. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. And here's an important statement I'm going to make that's going to be repeated over and over again. And I want you to write this down. The life your, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If you change your thinking, you will change your living. Amen? Change your thinking and you will change your life. And what I'd love to do is for you to wave to someone next to you and say, 
God's going to change your life. Come on, wave to someone and say, God's going to change your life. And I want you to really write this down. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. I'm going to say it again. Let it sink in. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Which means that if you have negative thoughts, guess which direction your life is moving in. If you have positive thoughts, guess which direction you're moving in. So whatever is predominantly your thought life, that's where your life is moving in. Think about that for a second. Whatever your strongest thoughts are, that's where your life is moving towards. And this is what scripture actually confirms. Look at what Proverbs 23 verse 7 says. And this is the New King James Version. It says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think, so you are. Whatever you think you're going to do, you will actually become. So whatever your thought life is, is going to be a reflection of who you are. So if you're a thought person that thinks always negative thoughts, guess what your outlook in life is going to be? A negative outlook. There's many people around us that have negative thoughts about their future right now. And you can see that from their way they behave. Because they have negative thoughts. When you have positive thoughts or you have godly thoughts, guess what's going to happen in your life? You're going to live a life that has godly perspectives. And so whatever you think, you'll become. If you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think you can, you probably will. If you dwell on problems, life is going to overwhelm you. If you look to solutions, you'll find a solution. If you feel like a victim, you'll become like a a victim. If you believe that you're an overcomer, you will be an overcomer. Whenever you're looking for solutions, looking to the Word of God, you'll find solutions and actually see God is working. When you look at the problems, all you see is the problems and you'll see God nowhere in that equation. Because all you focus on is the issue. What do we know about our thoughts? For almost all of us, in almost every situation, most of life's battles are won and lost in your mind. For almost all of us, mostly every situation, we win or lose in our mind before it becomes a reality. The mind is actually the battlefield. God's truth versus Satan's lies. That's what we wrestle with every day. A war between God's truth and between the enemy's deception. What I want to encourage you to do as we build this foundation in our message series, I want you to think about what you think about. I want you to think about what you actually think about. Right? Have you ever thought about that before? What do I actually think about? I want you to think about that. I'm going to call something you're going to do right now, and I want you to lean in a little bit and be honest, because I'm going to be honest and be transparent before you as well. I'm going to ask you to look, go through a thought audit. All right? 
So I'm going to ask the media team to put something up on the screen, and we're going to have a thought audit. And I want you to be transparent to yourself. You don't have to share this with your neighbor, your wife, your spouse, or anyone else. I want you to be honest with yourself and give yourself an actual score. You ready? You see it on the screen? It's called a thought audit. On the left-hand side, we have some words that are mainly negative. On the right-hand side, we have thoughts or ideas that are mainly positive. And we have a number scale that goes from 1 to 10. And so the first one, it says worried, and the other side is peaceful. Right? So what we're going to look at is where we are on that scale right now in our thought life, in our life. If you're worried, you're thinking about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow? Am I going to die? Am I going to get sick? What do people think about me? What do people think about how I behave? What do I look like? Do people like me? Do they like me? Do they dislike me? Do they like my kids? Are they happy when I'm around? They don't, they don't care when I'm around? What about my job, my family, my health? Am I worried or am I peaceful? So let's look at that. On a scale of 1 to 10... I want you to find out where you are. And since I'm up here and I'm presenting this to you, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm telling you that I'm at four right now. That's where I am. You would think, hold on, aren't you supposed to be all the way on that side? Well, no, I'm not, because there's many things going on in my life right now, apart from what's happening in the world, that has caused me to be number four. So my goal is to kind of move myself across to where number 10 is, because I know that's where God is, and that's where God wants me to be. That's His promise for us. So where are you on that first one? Are you a 1 or are you a 10? Once again, this is for you internally. Let's go to the next one. Are you negative or positive? Is your thoughts mainly negative or positive? If you're negative, you're always being critical of people, saying, look at her, Why is she doing that? Why is she looking that way? Why is she smiling at me? Why is she talking at me? Why is he doing that? I hate him. I can't stand him. She's a pain. Right? We find fault with people. We're discontented with things. We think that life is hard. Life is horrible. That I'm always busy. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I wish this was. Are we positive? Do we believe the best in people? Do we look at life as generally being good? Do we have an optimistic outlook in the future? Where are we on that second level? Are we negative thinkers or are we positive thinkers? I can tell you that I'm about a nine. Because I always generally look on the positive side of life. On that second one, I'm about a nine. Where are you? Let's go to the last one. This one is worldly, and that one is eternal. And this is so important for us right now. Are we focused in on what's happening around us immediately, or do we have an eternal point of view? Right? Let's think about that. Is our mind consumed with what's happening just around us right now? What's going to happen tomorrow? Do I have this? Will I have that? My material possessions? What's going to happen with this item? What's going to happen with that item? Whether we're liked, we're disliked, or do we have an eternal difference? Do we believe that regardless of what happens in life, God is in control? 
that God has my soul, if God holds eternity in his hands, that I'm called to be a blessing and not to be a storehouse. I'm called to reach people and not shut out people. What do I believe? I'm going to be honest again, and I'll say I'm about a nine right there. I really believe that. Where are you on that audit seal? Where's your thought audit? Have you done it? I want you to be honest with yourself because this is not to tell anyone. And if you're honest with yourself, then you know where you have to go. If you're dishonest with yourself, then you'll be like, well, I'm fine, but you're actually stressing out. Let's be honest with ourselves. In other words, think about this for a second. What comes into your mind comes out of your life. What comes into your mind comes out of your life. Again, we're moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Whatever our strongest thoughts are, and if you find yourself on this end of the scale, then your life is moving generally in that direction. But if you find yourself on this side of the scale, then you're moving in the right direction. So where are you? Where is your thought life? This is something that you need to audit. Look into your life. So here's the here's truth of the matter. No matter what you do, no matter what you have, no matter what you know, no matter what you buy, no matter where you live, no matter where you travel, you cannot have a positive life if you have a negative mind. You cannot have a positive life if you have a negative mind. Your thought life matters. And let me say again, your life will move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So here's a question you can ask yourself. What are you excited about when you think about things for yourself? Are you excited about anything or are you going, oh my gosh, this is horrible? You can do a quick audit again. Are you excited about where your thoughts are taking you? Or are you discouraged by where your thoughts are taking you? Think about what you're thinking about. If our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, you are satisfied, you're blessed, you're excited by the direction your thought life is taking you. But the reality is that we all struggle, right? We all have thoughts. Sometimes we're at good places. Sometimes we're at bad places. I don't know if you ever watched wrestling, WWE. Ever watched that on TV? Some of you might be fans. Some of you might be despising that thing. But if you watch any of it, it, it usually follows the same pattern, right? So you have like the theme music blaring and then you have like the, the video screen blasting, you know, images of this guy and he walks out and he's all pumped and his muscles are bulging and, you know, this crowd's screaming and screaming his name and he's walking down all pumped up. He's like, I can do this. I'm the strongest guy. Look at the size of my muscles. I can beat any one of you up. He's arrogant. You know, he's confident. Then he walks down in the ring and he's ready to go and then he gets beat up. <laughs> and he gets thrown out of the ring and then he's crawling away. Sometimes that's our thought life. You know, we, we come to a situation and we're like, yeah, I got this. I'm confident. I'm pumped up. I can do this. I'm going to get all you guys. And then we encounter the situation. We get beat up and then we're crawling away. You ever had that in your life? I think all of us feel the same way. Oftentimes in our life, we feel invincible when we go into certain situations. But when we allow negative thoughts to overwhelm us, we feel like we're beaten up and we have to crawl away defeated. How do we live in victory? 
That's what God wants us to do. Whether situations in our life are going well or not, you have control of what you think. And whatever your thought life is, that's what's going to shape your actual life. And so many of us let our thoughts overwhelm us and take us in the direction that it wants to go. And that's why Paul says, I've learned that I can bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. So whether things are going good or things are going bad, I'm not going to allow the thoughts in my life to take me on a direction that's going to destroy me. I'm going to shape my thinking because when I shape my thinking, I'm going to have a positive outlook on life. This is so important. But the honest truth is that all of us have a long way to go because we all struggle in this. But God wants us to renew our mind. And that's why he gives us the word of God. That's why we come on Sunday. That's why we gather together to hear the word of God that's going to replace our stinking thinking. Right? Some of our thoughts stink. And you know they do. You just want to get away from them, but sometimes you can't figure out how. So let's replace God's promises with some of our bad stuff that we've been doing. Some of the garbage stuff in our life that we don't want to deal with. But we find ourselves going back there. I'm learning as I go through my walk, my faith walk, is still a battle in my life. I'm learning to dwell more and more on the promises of God. When I started off in my faith walk, I wasn't always the same thought life I had now. I struggled with things like all of us do. But the more you get to know the word of God, the more you rest on God's promises and God's word, the more that replaces your stinking thinking. I cannot overstress how important this is because your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. It shapes our, it shapes our life. That's the battle. Almost every battle, the marriage you have is the result of the thoughts you think. The financial standing you have is a result of the mindset that you have. The joy you have or the joy you lack is based upon the thinks or the thoughts that you think. What you're focused on, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about others, what you believe about what's going on around you. I'm going to give you two very simple things before we're done that we're going to work on today. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. All right, here's the first thing. Identify the number one stronghold that's holding you back. Identify the number one stronghold that's holding you back. What's a stronghold again? It's a prisoner locked in a fortified prison. What is holding you down? What is your thought life? What lie? What deception? What is the enemy using to keep you from living a life that God wants you to live? Maybe you listen to people that say, you know what, that person doesn't love you. They don't care about you. They just want to use you. You're just there. You don't matter. You don't count. Sometimes God uses words of people to shape our thinking. And sometimes the enemy comes in and does the same thing. When I'm speaking this morning, 
We're living in a place, or we're listening in a place for 30 minutes or 35 minutes this morning. We're at a place where the Word of God is being echoed in your spirit. You're hearing it. It's building your faith up. But then you go after church, or you sit with someone, you listen to negative things. Guess what happens? Those negative things replace your positive thinking, if you allow it to. You get to choose. And oftentimes, we don't allow things in our life that's bad for our health. You go, here's some poison. Would you drink it? No. But someone sits there and spouts poison. We sit up and drink it up. We consume it. We wouldn't do it naturally, but we do it when it comes to our mind. And your mind shapes your life. It's such an important thing. So what do you allow in your life? Maybe you hear soft talk going on. You say, you know, my past is too bad. I've never had good things. It's not always good. I can't trust anyone. I can't trust God. I feel like I've been let down. I'm never going to have the job I want. I'm never going to be the person I want. I felt like I've been abandoned. I felt I've been abused. All of these things going on in your life. All these thoughts. But what is your stronghold? What is the thing that's keeping you down? Identify it. Because when you identify it, you can understand it. Whenever we have a thought, I want you to understand this. Whenever we have a thought, and this is scientific. Whenever we have a thought, or we think new things, or we think bad things, there's a neural pathway that's created in our brain. Synapses fire, and it creates a neural pathway. It's like walking through grass, and you form a path. And the more you walk on that path through the grass, guess what's going to happen? If you walk on that grass up and down in the same area, what's going to happen? You're going to create a path. And so when we have positive thoughts or negative thoughts, we create neural passageways in our mind that become stronger the more we think that. This is biology. You can look it up on Google. Every thought you think creates a neurochemical change in your body. And if you think good things, you think create good pathways. But here's something that's interesting. Did you know there's a legal drug that you get? It's called dopamine. Look it up. People look at me, what? Yes, it's called dopamine. Your brain produces dopamine when you like things. So when you go on Facebook and you see people liking you, your brain fires off a piece of dopamine and you get a thrill. It's a legal thing. Your mind does that. It's called dopamine. When someone says something good about you, you get built up. Dopamine in your brain is released and you feel good. That's biology. That's what happens. That's why people get addicted to certain things because it simulates dopamine. It gives you a high. Which is interesting, right? Your brain creates pathways. Here's the interesting thing I want you to understand. Your thought life creates pathways in your brain that either feed into what you believe or take away from what you are. The more you think, the more the neural pathway is created and the stronger it gets. It's like walking through grass and creating a thought. And a path is created. Here's the key thing. When you think negative thoughts, you're creating negative strong pathways into your brain that give you dopamine. 
and you feel like, oh, I'm actually feeling valued when you get this. But it's actually destroying your life. If you think differently, you'll forge a new path. Every time you don't receive that, think about this for a second. If you've created such negative pathways in your mind, how do you stop those neural pathways? Or how do you stop that from being constantly there? Well, you create a new pathway. You force your mind to think, I'm not going to think that way. I'm going to think a different way because I'm going to believe the word of God. I'm going to believe what God says about me, not what people say about me. And you create a new pathway. And the less you walk on that pathway, the more the grass begins to grow back. And you create a new pathway of positivity and life-affirming thoughts and godly thoughts in your life. And you let that pathway that's been walking on so many times with your old negative thoughts not to be tread upon and the grass will begin to grow back. Amen? Amen. The more you walk on a pathway, the easier it is that it becomes to travel. Move off your old pathways, it becomes weaker, and you begin to grow and strengthen your positive things. So for those of us that have negative, critical pathways, we need to change our thinking to get to positive pathways. So that's what I want you to see. Understand or identify what is your stronghold. Because now you've created a pathway, that stronghold, that thought, that belief that you have has created a negative stronghold in your life. You need to change that to live a life. Listen to what Romans says. Again, Paul, with his great wisdom, because he learned this, he says this. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Biology says that we need to rewire our brain, but God says we need to renew our mind. We need to renew our mind. Choose to think God's way. You can do that by knowing what God thinks about you. If you don't understand what God thinks about you, you're going to let other people tell you what you should think about yourself. But choose a different path. I believe, say this to yourself, I believe God is with me. I believe God is for me. I believe that He's blessing me. I believe that His Spirit of God dwells in me. I believe He hears my prayers. I believe that He'll never leave me or forsake me. I believe that He's creating new pathways in my life. How do we change our lives? We change the way we think. We change our thinking away from the lies of the enemy and negative things around us. And we reprogram God's truth into our life. What does scripture say so clearly? It says again, think about it this way. I'm going to read it in a different fashion. Don't conform to your old pathways. Don't think like the world thinks. Don't live like the world lives. But instead be transformed, be changed. Someone help me. By the renewing of your mind. My assignment for you today, this week, is to identify one stronghold that's holding you back. Just one. Why is this important? Because when you name it, you can defeat it. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. Give it a name and say, Satan, you have no authority over this because God's promise is in my life. Identify your stronghold. And here's number two, quickly because our time's up. The second thing we're going to do is I want to tell you the truth that demolishes the stronghold. It's kind of fine, okay, identify it, but what happens next? Well, here's the truth that demolishes the stronghold. We're going to travel 
through a healthy part and create new pathways and abandon the old pathways, the unhealthy ones. And Paul says this again, and this is what we come to. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, which we read, verse 3, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. God has given you divine power to do that. As soon as you identify that thought, that stronghold, God has given you divine power to pull it down, to destroy it, to demolish it, to put it under captivity, to bring it into the obedience of Christ. We have that divine power. It's called the Holy Spirit. Paul was the guy who struggled with his mind. This was the guy who fought for health, you know, but he never surrendered to the lies of the enemy. He didn't throw in the towel. Listen, church, our weapons have divine power. I need you to understand that. They're divinely inspired and given. They're miraculous. They're explosive. God demolishes lies of the evil one to crush the strongholds if we allow God's words to impact our life. So we take every thought captive. What comes out of our mind shapes our life. We're held hostage by the thoughts of inadequacy, by failure, by defeat. And sometimes we think, you know, I'm never going to overcome this. I'm on my own. I'll never defeat this. I might be living with someone that's close to me, my husband or my wife, but they don't understand the thoughts that I struggle with every single day. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'll make it. But here's the truth. The word of God says, my God is always with me. His spirit dwells in me. I have access to his living word, which is powerful and sharp. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in me. This is the truth. And and John said, you shall know the truth and it shall do what? It shall set you free. This is the truth of the word of God. That God has given us power God has given us authority. God has given us divine, explosive, miraculous power to bring every thought that's disobedient to him into obedience. I'm going to read this last scripture to you. It comes from 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And I want you to listen carefully. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him, who called us by His own glory and goodness. Again, this is the promise and the Word of God. God's divine power has been given to us. I want you to personalize it. God's divine power has given me everything I need to live a godly life. I have everything I need The more I walk in this truth, the more I believe this truth. The more I say this truth, the more I'm going to think this truth. The more I think this truth, the more I'm going to live this truth. Amen? Amen. Satan tells me, oh, you can't. But God says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
The enemy says you're all alone, but the Spirit of God says you're never alone. God will never leave you or forsake you. The enemy says you can't do this, but I say I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The enemy says you should be miserable, but I say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Everything the enemy says, God has a word to counteract. You just need to understand where it is, and you need to dwell in it. You are never alone. You are never a victim. You can overcome all things. You are more than a conqueror. You are able to do all things through Christ who does what? Strengthens you. And I'll say this one more time. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Amen? Whatever comes out of your mind comes out of your life. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. Amen? So church, what are we going to do? We're going to replace our stinking thinking with godly words. Amen? And when we are fearful, we go to the Word of God. When the world says, be afraid, the Word of God says, be not afraid. When the world says, panic, you can say, no, I'm standing on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. When the world says, give up, you say, no, I have an eternal life with Jesus Christ. We need to replace our thinking. I'm going to say this one last time. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Change your thinking and you will change your life. Amen? Let's stand. Amen? We saw from Scripture that the battle is in the mind. Amen? And this is especially poignant in the world that we live in. Yes, be we wise. Yes, we follow direction. Yes, we follow protocol. But we don't have to be shaped by the thinking. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.